2: Joined now by Paul Feinbaum of ESPN and the SEC Network. And, Paul, we've been talking so much about scheduling this week down here in Alabama. Coach Saban getting extended through 2028. Alabama against Boston College 2034. What are you going to be doing during those years? What's next on your schedule for that far? Wow. Down the <laughs>
1: You know, I'm I'm five years younger than Saban, Roger, and I've always thought I would go as long as uh, he goes, but I, I'm not so sure about that anymore. Um, I mean, he, uh, you know, he really, uh, he really be uh, you know kind of surprised everyone this week on on, on the contract. As far as Boston College, i I'll be a spectator of that game. I, I don't think uh, I'm going to challenge uh, Vital and uh, and Lee Corso for longevity, but it, it has been just a, a whirlwind week. I mean, as you know, and usually second week of June, people are heading out of town and and very little goes on other than uh, softball and baseball but uh, right now we are in a two or three week stretch of news uh, that uh, is unmatched
2: we certainly are and we start with coach Saban extension uh, had been through 2025 gets extended now through 2028 just what do you make of the timing if you can really make anything out of the timing of this week's announcement
1: I I just think it's very smart. And, you know, it it just seems like this is something that that Greg Byrne came up with. Uh, You may know differently. I I don't, but that's my guess. And the thing that's so significant about what happened Monday was that, you know, the one thing that you could possibly have used against Coach Saban was his age when he turned 70. You can't do that anymore. Uh, When he turned 70, Mick Saban looks young. He looks young anyway, but yeah, I mean, I mean the Kirby Smarts and the Jimbo Fishers and and the Ed Ogerons of the world who were hoping to uh, try to cash in are not are, are now out of business from from that standpoint, and I don't think that you know Alabama fans, uh, you know, honestly uh, believe that he will be there until the end of the contract. I was in Birmingham over the weekend, and and there's not much doubt, and that was before the announcement, and from what I've heard since then. No one is going to challenge or or, or doubt or debate uh, whether Nick Saban is, is serious about this. I think everyone believes he is.
2: And last year when we talked, we were getting ready for the season that was going to be played during the pandemic. And we knew there'd be some challenges for Coach Saban and the process trying to stick to that. Just in your opinion, how did he handle all the ups and downs that the season brought, especially the weeks of the Georgia game and the Auburn game when he was uh, stricken with a COVID positive test and was able to coach against Georgia but did have to miss the Auburn game?
1: Roger, I, I really believe that, that Nick Saban won the national championship in, in March of 2020. As, as crazy as that sounds, when everyone was in a, in a state of panic, when all the coaches were at home and watching Netflix with their kids, uh, Nick Saban was trying to figure out a way to, to overcome the inevitable. And you know, at that point, nobody knew if we'd have a season or if we did, when it would start. But, but he had a plan in place. And I, I think it turned out to be very effective. And you know, the Alabama was prepared uh, when when he had the, the false positive and then the, the positive. And uh, it didn't it didn't change anything. And, and, and frankly, it, it didn't hurt to to have the best team in the country. And you know, one of the best teams I've ever seen. So I think on top of all that, uh, you know, he managed he managed it uh, brilliantly. I, I think in, in many respects, it was the, the greatest coaching job of his career. And I, I don't know if if history will give enough credit to to what he did during 2020. It was masterful.
2: It really was, and it helped set the tone for the rest of the year for Alabama athletics and for you getting to see all the results come in from men's basketball, the softball probing and having their success, gymnastics, SEC champion, you know, great years in baseball or women's basketball like we haven't seen in a while. Just what do you make of this Alabama athletics year that was this, this past year in 2020-2021?
1: Well, I think all of this started a couple of years ago, and I'll give uh, you know. I mean, it really goes back to Mal Moore. Uh, you know, he he changed the dynamics at Alabama, and then uh, you know Bill Battle came in, and I think and and, and took what, what what Mal had done, uh, and and improved it. You know, overall from a financial uh, and, and business standpoint, which which really were Bill's strengths. And then Greg Byrne has just broadened it to, you know, excellence in every category. And, and that's really the way Florida has done it. Other schools have done it. And, and for whatever reason, Alabama has, has, has had success. I mean, we, we all know that. they won, they won softball. They've won golf. Uh, they've had, you know, bits of success. But I, I think basketball was the key. And, you know, Nate Oates is one of the best hires that we have seen in, in the SEC in a, in a very long time. And I think it's just, a, it's been a perfect storm, but but I, I think the credit really goes to Greg Byrne and, and the support from the administration. Uh, he changed the dynamics uh, at that university and I think they will reap the uh, rewards of that for many, many years in the future.
2: Greg Byrne has always kept Alabama athletics moving forward and the Crimson Tide are also moving forward with name, image, and likeness. We've heard those three letters before. Uh, N-I-L, we've heard N-L-I, a lot when looking at recruiting, but just what is the future with name, image, and likeness and what's coming in the next few weeks?
1: I think it's unknown. Uh, I mean, as we're speaking this morning, uh, there's a hearing going on in the U.S. Senate. Uh, You know, it seems like Congress is going to take, take this up and and pass a universal bill, and I know a lot of people are, are concerned by that because you know we we are it's it's ingrained in us to to dislike public officials, but but I think this time uh, it is bipartisan, which is a strange word in today's uh, American lexicon, and I don't know what it's going to be like in a month, but uh, I think you we'll just we'll, we'll have to get used to it. Uh, I know a lot of people that that I hear from uh, folks have played you know over over. 30 to 50 years or don't like it. But you know, one thing, one thing that, you know, being a much younger person, you know, things change all the time and you just have to be adaptable. And I, I think you know, just based on what we said a minute ago about Nick Saban, uh, I mean, he, he's as well suited to this as anyone because he, he is able to be flexible. And I, I think you have to be, because uh, you know, the idea that, that young athletes, men and women are, are going to, be able to profit off of their their their, their own likeness shouldn't be that surprising. Uh, this is something that we should have addressed a long time ago.
2: Certainly should have. And uh, Alabama athletics, again, uh, taking the lead with the advantage program that's in place. And a lot of people are wondering with Naiman's likeness, also possibly with an expanded college football playoff, will the strong stay as strong as they've been before? Or do you think this does allow for some more parity down the road?
1: Well, it, it, it at least opens the door. Uh, I was on an ESPN show earlier, and, and I joked uh, that, you know, w- what is this really going to mean? Does this mean that uh, Alabama and Clemson's JV team get in the playoff too? Because quite frankly, uh, there is such a disparity between, you know, one and two really, and three and four, and you go down to 12. Uh, in, if, if we used uh, this 12-team playoff, which looks like it's going to happen this post-recent year, Oregon won the, the Pac-12. They were ranked number 25th in the country. Um, they don't belong in there, but they're probably going to get in there in the future. And I, I think the only good news for at least Alabama fans is if for some reason uh, you know, there is a, an absolute uh, catastrophic season under Nick Saban, and, meaning that, that, that Alabama perhaps loses a game or two, the, the, door, the door is still open. And, and, and I think that, that's, that's a positive. But quite frankly, I don't think it will affect Alabama or Clemson or, or Ohio State because they are, at this point, they are so far ahead of everyone else. I don't, I don't think, I think this will, will make the gap a little closer, maybe from four to eight to 12, but the, the schools at the top are not going to be affected by this very much.
2: are you surprised that it may be a jump of going from four teams to 12 did you think eight was going to be the next step or are you surprised that it is going to be, possibly be 12
1: uh, yeah I'm, I'm Roger I'm shocked uh, quite frankly uh, I just uh, I didn't see this coming uh, you kept hearing it but you know these these people are so slow to change uh, you know the folks that run college football they're all well-meaning people but uh, I think some of them still use flip phones right now and uh, you would just think they were going to stay in the past but I, I think they woke up and, you know, negative ratings and lack of interest can do that to you. And, and they, they, they looked around and what's the most successful entity uh, in, in the American sports scene? It's the NFL. And what makes the NFL so exciting? Uh, there are a lot of, a lot of teams of, uh, that are eligible. And what I think this will do is it will make the, it will make the month of November more interesting. Because right now, if, if, you're, if you've lost two or three games, you're done. Uh, this will help coaches uh, because you have to get to the playoff now, or or you're not really considered uh, the upper echelon. It, it will help recruiting, but will it help it enough? Uh, I mean, is someone going to decide? I'm not going to Alabama or Clemson, and, and maybe I'll I'll go, you know, somewhere on the way. I'll, I'll go to USC because they're now a playoff team. Uh, I I don't think it's going to have a big impact uh, from that standpoint, but. You know, college football leaders never cease to amaze me. And uh, I think this time they have finally thrown up their hands. Now they won't admit that. They'll they'll talk a good game when when they start meeting the media next week and the week after, but 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 I, I think we are here.
2: Well, last summer I uh, was really spent on your show the entire time talking about COVID-19. Would we or would we not have a college football season? A lot of social justice conversations as well. Uh, what do you think the next few months are going to look like uh, for your show as we get closer to SEC media days and what we hope will be a healthy and normal college football season?
1: Yeah, I, I think, first of all, Roger, there's going to be a level of excitement to this season that, that I don't think we've ever seen before. Uh, you, you know it. I mean, you, you you live in Alabama, where people are getting out. Uh, they're going they're I would, they're going places they haven't been in a long time. So I think when that first weekend comes all around, uh, whether it's in Atlanta for the Alabama game or or Auburn or, or LSU or anywhere else, I, I mean, th- there is just going to be uh, this this pent up energy uh, and excitement. Uh, so that's one that's one part of it. I, I think the I think the NIL CFP conversations are going to lead where we are on our program and I think you're going to hear a lot of resistance. You're going to hear a lot of people say you know I played uh, on the 61 national championship team in Alabama and we didn't get any money and I don't know why these young people are today that's fine that happens that happens all the time. Uh, when I covered uh, the last two years of coach Brian I heard about how different it was 20 or 30 years earlier when he had just gotten to Alabama so it, it's the evolution of time, uh, that's good, but, but, but it, it is, uh, it's going to be a busy summer with, with those two stories, the Austin ruling in the Supreme court expected any day now, uh, and, uh, media days are only five weeks away. I can't wait.
2: Well, I look forward to seeing you there, Paul. Thank you so much for your time with us on the Crimson Tide Sports Network and all the best to you moving forward.
1: Roger, it's, a, it's such a pleasure to come on and uh, look forward to seeing you too. Uh, thank you very much.